Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hello and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray. And boy, oh boy, it's another crazy week in the markets, another crazy week in the financial realm. And with the coronavirus situation that continues to evolve and go on, Kevin, it's just hard to keep up with everything these days, isn't it? How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, Walter. Hope you're doing good also. Yeah, doing well. Just kind of hanging in there and just trying to adjust day to day at this point. So you're doing what the rest of us are doing. You're right. There's a lot of news out there going on and the markets have been, you know, doing their thing like they always do. And people, you know, I think I think the panic level has come down a little bit in the markets. I'm not saying for the virus itself, but a little bit in the markets. And did you read that the Business Week article that was out there the other day? No. Which which one are you talking about? Well, I, I read it. I think it was Business Week. It said uh, the author said on there, the stock market is like a bunch of drunken sailors on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Take advantage of it before they sober up or something to that effect. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, um, you know, because it's beat up, obviously, pretty bad. But I thought that was a pretty funny uh, quote. And don't quote me verbatim because I'm just going off memory here, but something to that effect. Well, here here's the tweet of the week, which I thought was pretty uh, pretty humorous. Um, a guy put out there, you know, in an unsettling reversal of my teenage years, I'm now yelling at my parents for going out. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> I've read lots of stories about that. Somebody was saying the other day they were. Uh, that they were behind someone in line, an older couple in line at the Home Depot, and the teenage cashier was telling the older couple, you know, you really should be at home right now, not out shopping. You know, he was like shaming, you know, doing the shaming for them being out. It was it's, quite, it's quite funny the reversal. I had, <laughs> I had a client call me yesterday. She says, you know, you know, Kevin, we need to, can we reschedule? This is, she has an appointment like a couple of weeks off. She goes, my kids got me on lockdown. And I said, sure, no problem. And uh, that was, that was what's happening there. And even my dad, you know, my, you know, the state of Michigan here, you know, we're, we're supposed to, you know, stay at home and do those types of things. You know, I got to check on my dad. So I went over there and he's widening the garden with a rototiller. So even he's bored and looking for something to do and stay, <laughs> stay out of the public and, you know, stay active. So, yeah. Widening the garden. So he's planning, planting some extra vegetables, huh? We're hoping so. Yeah. This year's, <laughs> well, the deer, the deer usually beat us to it, but we're going to try to thwart them somehow this year. So. Oh, that is too funny. Well, you know, I think the toughest thing for me in this last week was having to tell my wife's parents, you know, don't come visit. It was really difficult. They wanted to come help and work, do just that, help us work on the garden and do some landscaping now that it's kind of springtime and moving and things are moving in that direction. And it's tough. It's like, uh, it's really not in your best interest. You really shouldn't come over. And it's really hard to tell your parents that kind of thing. And Yep. You know, I don't know. I mean, I guess they could come over and we can just, I told him I can just stay inside and watch you work in the yard if you want to come and help out. But I don't think he, he liked that very much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, it is that time of, you know, you have to be cautious now because of all the things that are going out there, but stay a shovel link 
a part anyway, right? If you're going to do it. So. That, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Swing your shovel every five Swing, minutes. Yeah. Make sure you're still five, uh, six feet away from one and, another. <laughs> and if you hit somebody once in a while, it'll make sure that you stay away far enough. That's so. right. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Well, we're going to send uh, a lot of our show today, obviously, kind of talking about uh, continued fallout from the coronavirus, lessons we can learn, where to go from here, all that kind of stuff as well. And we'll try to get to a few of your questions on today's show also. All that on the agenda today. So, uh, let's start there, you know, and, and talk about this a little bit more, Kevin. Hopefully, the coronavirus economic disaster that we feel like we're in the midst of right now, this is a once-in-a-lifetime type of event. You know, hopefully we don't have another major, um, you know, pandemic that's going to cause these issues again sometime in the future. And I realize we're still in the midst of the current one. Right. But still, um, there will be another crisis in the future, just as there have been many crises before this one. And so we want to make sure that we'll, we're well prepared for the next one that comes along. And that's not to fear monger or anything like that. That's just something we very, uh, you know, much so want to address on today's show. Why not take this opportunity to learn from maybe mistakes that we made this time around or how we can be in a better place for the next crisis that comes up. And we can already kind of capitalize on learning some lessons that we've learned during this situation. So a couple of questions to ask yourself on today's show. One would be, did you have a sufficient emergency fund in place? A lot of people are finding out that they do or don't right at this moment. Well, they are. And, you know, we talk about this every week, don't we, Walter, about having a good emergency fund in place for situations just like this. So when we sit down and we talk to people and we start doing the planning process, you know, I always ask that question. How much money do you have sitting in the bank in case something bad happens, just like we're going through right now? And people ask me, well, how much do you think I should have? And I typically tell them six months to one year. And there's a good reason for it. Well, what we're going through right now, nobody's going to work. So you obviously need money set aside for your, you know, daily expenses and your monthly expenses. But I can tell you a personal story, Walter. We've talked about this before on and off the mic. But a few years ago, I had a procedure called an ERCP where they were going to go in and extract a gallstone from me. And, then, you know, I'd be out of the hospital by noon and it was going to be an easy peasy story. Well, long story short, it wasn't so easy peasy. They nicked my bowel, had to do emergency surgery on me, and I was out for six months. Um, so it was a good long time to heal from that. And if I didn't take my own advice and have that emergency fund put in place, I could have been in some you know real financial trouble there. But fortunately enough, you know, I did have enough money put in place and had good staff here at the office. You know, I would call in or they would call me and I'd pop my head in, but I certainly couldn't go back to work like I was. And it was a good six months. So this is just a good example, a good reminder of why you need to have that in place. And we're getting some calls now. People are, you know, are wanting to get in the market and stuff. And one of the first questions I'm asking is, do you have enough money put in place for emergency? Because we don't know when the end of this is going to happen. It may go on for another couple of months. It may go on for, you know, another month. We don't know. So this is why you need to be, you know, diligent on having an emergency fund put in place. Yeah, it's a great point. And uh, it's, it's an obvious one that should be in the discussion that you got to have that plan in place. And, you know, if you had a three month emergency plan in place, you know, maybe this inspires you to work a little harder to make that six months for the next time around. Maybe if you feel like you're you're going to be a little pinched this time around with that plan, you know, this is the time to start making adjustments for your future plans. Um, so that's definitely something to keep in mind here. Another good question to ask yourself, did you discover that your household relies maybe too heavily on institutions outside of your control. Things like government services or the public school system. I mean, we could throw that into the equation here, too. A lot of people are learning how to homeschool real fast right now, Kevin. 
Well, you know, Paul in North Carolina down there, he has three boys. And, you know, they're being homeschooled right now. Yeah. So, you know, they, you know, so mom and dad are both home. Mom's homeschooling, you know, down there in North Carolina, they're doing it virtually, you know, through the internet. And that's one thing that people really probably didn't foresee in the future, right? All of a sudden, you're both you're working and we have this pandemic and then the school system shuts down and all of a sudden you have an added expense and your kids are home and what do you do? Well, a lot of people relied on that system. And as we're seeing, you know, we have some, some sort of alternate plan in place. What about something from the Social Security office? For people who are just retiring, it may be harder to get into that place. I think, as a matter of fact, I think you have to do it through the Internet and those types of things. Or people are going to be now collecting what? Walter, what do you think the big thing they're going to be collecting out there? Uh, checks now, right? Yeah, unemployment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's gonna, that's already changed different here in the state of Michigan. They're telling you to go online and do that. Or the Secretary of State or your taxes, right? So all of these things and, and maybe even the post office. I was reading something this morning where they may even, you know, they're thinking about alternatives for the post office. So we do discover in times like this that we do rely on on certain institutions, certain, you know, uh, things that are going on in our lives. And there's just so much you can do in times like this to, you know, kind of uh, uh, get, get through the situation and, and get it to the other side. It's so important to think about these things in advance. And that's why we've got to start uh, maybe just reevaluating how we're doing certain things like the emergency fund, like some of the other institutions that we put a lot of control in. And certainly those two things go hand in hand. Ask yourself as well over these last couple of weeks, were you invested in such a way that your portfolio sustained an unmanageable or unimaginable blow during the downturn? A lot of people have their hands raised, Kevin, but others don't. There's certainly a good portion of people who haven't been as dramatically infected stock-wise by this. Well, there hasn't been. How many times on a weekly basis do we talk about this, Walter? Uh, Pretty much every week. Pretty much every week, right? We're consistent on this front, (laughs) right? Yeah. And boy, in the last three to four weeks, you know, you've seen the S&P, you've seen the Dow, you know, it was down over 30% at one point. So if that is you and you and you're invested in that way and you're and you're just concentrating on growth, we talk about this almost every single week. And now all of a sudden, what? There's no growth and your account's down thirty percent, but you still need income. Guess what? From that account, here's where people get nervous and here's where people tend to get in trouble. Now, if you're let's say you started with a hundred thousand, now you're down to seventy, but you still need to withdraw income from that. Well, you're withdrawing from seventy thousand. And guess what? You have to sell principal or shares or something of that nature to get that income. So it's making it worse. It's compounding it. It's, you know, you're, you're taking out more money when the account is down. So if the market doesn't recoup fast enough, you know, if we don't see a recoup in this market, you know, fast enough, it takes a couple of years. Well, then people may be in surprise because they may be on the losing end of keeping that money in place and running out of money. So this is why it's important to have diversification, to have investments. We talk about this every single week, Walter, have investments put in place that produce income in situations just like this. And if that's not you, you need to reevaluate what's going on in your portfolio and change the way you're planning. Because guess what? We've had situations like this in the past. We're going to have them in the future. You want to be in a position that when you are in need of income, that it's already taken care of. So you can wait out these market downturns like we're having. Yeah, that's a great point, Kevin. If you have any questions, by the way, you want to talk to Kevin about 
your situation, getting a financial plan in place. You know, it's something that we talk about each week here on the show, of course. You can get in touch by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin serves you through the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Can still meet with you one-on-one if you like to do things in person, but can also meet remotely uh, over a Zoom call or a video conference if you're more comfortable with that as well. 888-885-PLAN, your number to call to get in touch. We're talking about these things related to the coronavirus, considerations that we now have, kind of reevaluating the crash that occurred and how to recover from it, of course, but also how to prevent maybe some of the same pitfalls next crisis that comes around. Have you found that you consume maybe too much news during this crisis? That's a good question to ask yourself as well. And have you been consuming it to the point where it gives you anxiety? Kevin, I noticed during the week on days when I've been just slammed doing interviews for radio and podcasts that by the time I get to the end of the day, I haven't been able to keep up with the news. I actually feel less tired than if I had a slower day where I was much more plugged into the news Mentally, I'm much more exhausted when I've been media plugged in versus work plugged in. Kind of funny how that happens. Well, it is. And it's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I've, we shared our website with you and our listeners last week. It was information is beautiful. But this has been mentioned 2.1 billion times in the media. You can't help it unless you're working and staying away from some sort of, you know, the TV, the radio or whatever. You cannot help it but get anxiety because it sounds like, the world's coming to an end out there in most of these uh, broadcasts. So what can you do to help? Well, I think you follow some of Walter's advice. You know, you, you start finding other things to do. Check in once in a while on it. Don't let it, you know, 24 hours a day or 10 hours a day or whatever it is. Don't let that be your main thing that you're doing because it is going to create anxiety and it's going to create stress. And then like Newsweek said, it's, you know, it's, it's causing drunken sailors to go on vacation and sell all their stocks. Don't do that. You know, stay the course. We're going to get through this. We always have. We always will. And uh, we will come out the other end. So don't let the news make you make irrational decisions. You need to make smart financial decisions in times like these. Last but not least, one more question to ask yourself during this time. Do you find yourself completely unsure how this whole episode affects your financial plan in the long run because you didn't have a plan to begin with? How can you be better prepared going forward from here? This is a question we try to get people to basically ask every week on the show, Kevin, but certainly more applicable now than ever. Well, we talk about it every week. If, you know, uh, the coronavirus was mentioned 2.1 billion times in the media, how many times do you think we've mentioned plan in, in our radio show here? Yeah, that's right. If we, <laughs> had the, if we had the same graph, the word plan yeah. would be really, really big on that graph. Right. And this is a perfect example of why you need to sit down with an advisor and put a plan together. Because winging it is not going to work for you. You know, I'm betting there's a lot of people out there listening right now who are unsure about their financial future. And if you're wondering whether you should buy or sell, you're super anxious, just like we talked about. If this is you, guess what? It doesn't have to be that way. You know, you're wondering if you're invested correctly, if you got enough diversification. Are you going to run out of money? These are all things that we do week in and week out. We sit down and we plan for situations like this because income is king in your retirement. You are going to need income. You don't want to run out of income. There are investments that produce income in environments like this. It doesn't have to be that way. You need, if, if you're that way, if you're anxious, if you're nervous and you don't know which direction to call, 
well, it's pretty easy situation to fix. Just pick up the phone. Give us a call. I would be happy to sit down with you one-on-one, um, or I'd be happy to do a Zoom meeting with you. Whatever it takes to get you on the right path to sitting down and planning out your future. Because this things, these events in time that we're going through right now, like 2008, like 2001, 2, and 3, are going to come around. And you need to have a solid financial income plan put in place so when these situations arise that you can make it through these situations and come out the other side and make it to and through retirement. So if that's you, you've been sitting on the fence, you've been procrastinating for years, pick up the phone call, 888-885-PLAN, and I'd be happy to talk to you on the phone. I know it's kind of a nervous situation out there about people getting out. And with all the technology nowadays, Walter, it's it's easier than ever to sit at your house, sit in my office, and do a virtual meeting. We can use Google. We can use several things. But the one thing is, don't procrastinate. Make sure you're in a financial position. For the next time this comes around, you're in a good financial position to outlast this. The number again is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. There's never been a better time to get a plan in place. And you talk about you know, being anxious and being worried and having concerns right now about not just financial stuff, just the coronavirus in general, of course, causing a lot of those kinds of emotions and reactions right now. One thing that will help if you're looking for things that will give you a little bit more surety, a little bit more peace of mind, is to get a plan in place. I mean, that's what it's for, is to bring those feelings, those uh, alleviate some of those feelings that you're having. By having a plan in place, it's going to eliminate some of that uncertainty and thus make you less anxious about the future as well on the financial component of your life and of your situation. So take advantage of a complimentary review. Never a better time to do it than right now. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. 888-885-7526. Kevin can meet with you in person in the office or remotely. You can certainly do that as well. And a lot of people are more comfortable, of course, right now with the uh, true level of social distancing. You can sit at opposite ends of the conference table or you can, uh, you know, just meet remotely as well. Just as easy to do that. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We're coming up on today's show. Stick with us. You're tuned in to Simply Financial. Planning for retirement shouldn't feel like rocket science. According to the equation, S equals one-half A T squared. But it's easy to get lost in the financial jargon. Keep listening to clear up the confusion. You're tuned in to Simply Financial. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. Kevin brings more than 28 years of experience to the financial landscape, and he's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement. If you have any questions throughout or after our show today, give a call, 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-7526. You can also visit us online at insightfolios.com. Click the Listen button to ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. And you can also look for the Simplicity Express button in the top corner of the page, or you can get kind of a, an express, as it's called, or a mini or a to-go, if you will, financial plan. Just look for the Simplicity Express button in the upper right-hand corner of the page, insightfolios.com. Kevin, I went out looking for hand soap the other day. 
Went to nine stores. <laughs> could not find any hand soap. I had hand soap cleaner, like just, you know, all-purpose general cleaner. I, I, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to find hand sanitizer, Lysol wipes, or, uh, you know, toilet paper and paper towels. I was pretty sure I wasn't going to find those items, but I really thought I'd find hand soap. But nada, not a single store in nine tries Really? could I find even hand soap completely wiped out off the shelves. It was, it was unfortunate that that ended up being the case. I did find a little bit of cleaner, though. At two of the stores, they had just a little bit of spray bottle cleaner left over. So I got some 409 and some Lys- a Lysol cleaner. But that was about it. It was pretty barren in, in terms of all those other things. No gloves either. All those were on my shopping list, but I came home almost empty-handed. Yeah, empty-handed, yep. I went into the dollar store the other day to get some um, allergy medication, and I noticed a lot of their shelves were low, too. I mean, empty, I should say. So yeah. we're seeing that across the country. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised to see that there were still a good amount of meds available at most yeah. of the stores that I went to. There were certain ones that certainly were more picked over than others, but I think they're limiting how much people can buy. So that's helping it stay in stock a little bit more. But Well, I did find some hand uh, soap with uh, antibacterial, and I took two, one for the office, one for home left. There was probably, oh, I don't know, there was quite a few on the shelf left. So I just, you know, trying to do my, you know, the good consumer thing and leave some for somebody else. So hopefully everybody out there minds that and does the same thing. Well, you should have hoarded a couple of extra and given them to me. I could have if I know you're in need of my mail. I should have texted texted you earlier. Well, it's it's pretty funny because actually uh, I think I mentioned on the show maybe last weekend that my parents came and visited me just to get toilet paper because we had some extra toilet paper and they were completely out. And they're three and a half hours away from me. And so they came and, and drove all the way up to have lunch and get toilet paper and basically say goodbye for the next several weeks. And so it was kind of a weird, quick little visit that way if I'd known that. And apparently they have a surplus where they are of hand soap. So I'm like, uh-oh, we may need to coordinate just a hand soap passing if we end up running out at some point. Yeah, meet in the middle someplace, <laughs> That's right? right. <laughs> or we're going to we're gonna have to switch to washing our hands with dish soap at some point. And mm-hmm. Then we'll have dry skin issues. But in any event, another conversation for another day. All that is to lead up to say uh, we're putting together a shopping list of sorts on our show today. It's the coronavirus financial shopping list. These are some of the investing moves. Again, we're trying to look for silver linings uh, for things that we can do during this time to still position ourselves or take advantage financially so that we can be better positioned going forward from now. So what are some items that we're going to add to our cart from the investing world in this current market? And so Kevin and I came up with a list Mostly Kevin, of course, came up with this list of the things we're going to put into the shopping cart. So first one on the list, Kevin, is deep value. Deep value. What do you consider to be deep value and why does that go into the cart? That sounds like some, you know, sci-fi movie, doesn't it? Deep Deep value. value. Yes. (laughs) It's the sequel to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. There you go. (laughs) Well, what are we talking about when we say deep value? Well, I can tell you this. Warren Buffett is known for this. And what what are we talking about? Well, deep value investing is more about concentrating on the present rather than chasing future stocks. In other words, we're not trying to figure out what's the next greatest stock that's going to rise up, you know, a thousand percent like Amazon or, or Google or those types of things. We're looking for something right now that's undervalued, a stock, a company that's undervalued, which has a large safety and margin. Maybe they have a bunch of cash on hand. Maybe, you know, they're undervalued, like maybe Procter Gamble, for example. They're undervalued, 
but people don't quit using their products. So we know that they're going to, you know, probably have some margin of safety in there. So if the recent downturn of the market that we've just experienced in basically three or four weeks, the opportunity is now to start looking at some of these things because we know some of these things are what the, what, what we call deep value. There is some value in there and we know that the market's going to come back. So now's the time maybe to start loading up on a few of those things or at least take a look at them and see how they fit in your financial picture. That's a great point. So deep value goes into the cart first. Then we have uh, new habits. Um, this is a really weird shopping cart, by the way. Very odd shape one to fit all I said, these we things put, in there. We put new habits in the new <laughs> cart. Huh? Yeah. yeah, new habits in the new cart. All right, so what, what, what's your intention here of throwing this in the list? Well, you know, with the quarantine going on, you know, our habits are going to change, obviously. So we're going to be looking at companies, you know, what companies are going to benefit from these new habits? Well, okay. if we just look from that standpoint alone, right, we know from the last three or four weeks, well, we're going to, we need to look at companies that supply our basic needs. What would those be? Like dollar stores, grocery stores, trucking companies, meat suppliers, Clorox, Procter Gamble, 3M, pharmaceutical companies. Why? Because all of these companies produce you know, our everyday needs like toilet papers, hand sanitizer, medical mask, you know, basic food supplies, medicine, and all those types of things. So these are some opportunities that you can look into now. Um, so I'll keep that on, on, on one year shopping list to, to start looking into something like, of that nature. Yeah, I think, too, of like, um, you know, like Zoom, as an example. You've talked about using Zoom a lot more during this coronavirus situation as well. Yeah. Yeah. But that might not go away. I mean, that might be a new habit. You might enjoy doing the remote meetings. You'll still get back to meeting with people in person when all this is over, I'm sure. But you'll probably be more open and willing to use Zoom and use technology to have remote meetings. I know something in our company that we're talking about with our podcasting and, and radio shows is our lease is up in, in June. And we've talked about, uh, well, maybe we don't renew our lease and maybe we uh, move into a smaller building and then work from home more often. Um, you know, and, and so that could change. That'll be a new habit for us if we kind of go in that direction. So just a, another little example of, uh, you know, how new habits may lead to new businesses and new opportunities, staying afloat even after the coronavirus goes well, through. Yeah, it is. You'd be surprised, Walter, how many of my clients are still working, but they're working from home because of the technology today. You think, imagine if this would have happened, say, 10, 15 years ago, where we would be versus yeah. today because of the technology allows people to sit in their living room, sit in their home office, sit wherever they're at and manage your business. And that's a good thing. Not every business is immune, but certainly more are immune to the issues right now right. today versus in the past. So that is yeah. definitely uh, an, another interesting takeaway. I mean, just look another small example right now. There is a bill going through Congress that's trying to get them to give some emergency approval for in the real estate world so that they can approve um, home sales and transactions with remote signatures. It's still in about half of the states, you have to have in-person signings to complete the sale of a home. But, and, and then the other half of the states, they have already allowed remote signatures, you know, e-signatures and that kind of thing, but, uh, but not in other states. Well, the coronavirus is accelerating that legislation to go through, and it's going to probably sweep through and now allow every state to close remotely. And that might be something that stays intact for long. So that's going to change. They're all the little, little small changes, but they're going to impact industries in a big way over time. So just another example of, of how some new things will come out from this. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of new technology innovation coming from something like this because big companies aren't going to sit on their haunches and wait for the next one. They're going to start planning for that, has some sort of contingency plan put in place just for 
that particular reason. So possible investments or directions to pay attention to definitely companies that will embrace these new habits and benefit and enhance them. You can also always count, Kevin, on item number three on the list, consumer staples. Yeah, so grocery stores and pharmacies, you know, they've been bombarded. People have been going in there, you know, getting all the supplies that they can. So the good, it's a good question to think. What about consumer staples? So what are we talking about here? Well, I think it's going to change the way we think in the future. We're talking about habits. We're going back and forth to habits here for a minute. But I can remember when I grew up, Walter, my mom and every one of my friend's moms, when there was a sale going on, they balked up on meat. They balked up on paper sure. towels. They balked up on you know toilet paper because that was what they did when I grew up. So how is that going to affect you know consumer staples? Well, just like I said a minute ago, guess what? Clorox, Procter Gamble, 3M, pharmaceutical companies, all of those things are you know are what, what consumers need, and we do every single day. So those companies, those consumer staples, are more apt to make it through a, a situation like this than say somebody that's relying 100% on face-to-face um, um, business, that type of thing. We know General Motors, Ford, Chrysler have all shut down the lines because there's, there's a lot of people working there. So these other companies like this, they're gonna be a little bit different. So consumer staples, I think it's gonna change the way people think about things in the investment world. You know, we, we see already Clorox is up year to date. So not everything is down. So I think that's gonna change also. That's another great point. Last but not least, right now, if we're gathering some items to throw into our financial shopping list during this coronavirus pandemic, Roth conversions, why might that be something worth throwing in the cart? Well, this is, uh, if you're thinking about Roth conversions, let's say you were thinking about it in January, for example, and you wanted to convert $1,000, but in that $1,000, maybe it took you 100 shares to uh, convert. So if you converted $1,000, you know, you had to sell 100 shares or you journaled over 100 shares. But right now, the market's down 25 to 30%. So we know that in, we can't do it at a, 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 a thousand or 100 shares anymore. Maybe it's got to be 130 shares. So what's happening now is the market's down. It's going to take you more shares to get, if you're in the market, to get that over to consider for the Roth. But when the market comes back, guess what? You're going to have growth on those 130 shares in that instance. So this is a good time to think about that. Number, There's a number uh, two reason to do it, too, is because we're in pretty low interest rate environment. We know the current uh, tax law is going to expire in the year 2025. So if this is you and you have extra cash sitting in the bank, there's some criteria that you have to go through in order to make sure it makes sense with you. But if you're thinking about it, now is the time to sit down with your advisor and go through that discussion to see if it'll benefit you and see how it can benefit you in the long term. Because remember, when you're converting to a Roth, this is also a long-term uh, strategy because you when you convert to a Roth you want that to, we said this before in the past the stew and bubble we want it to grow as much as possible why because it's going to be tax-free in the future so that's a good idea if you're thinking about that to sit down have that discussion and if that's you and you're concerned just give us a call and I'd help be happy to walk you through the numbers and see if it makes sense in your situation once again the number to call to get in touch with Kevin Ray is 888-885-PLAN 888-885-885 P-L-A-N. Your chance to get in touch, have a complimentary review of your financial situation. You can have that review in person or remotely, of course, as we've talked about on the show. You can join via video conference and have your conversation that way as well. Easy to do. Kevin will get you all set up for it. Call 888-885-PLAN to get in touch. That's 888-885-7526. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick message. Kevin will be able to follow up with you and set up that time 
to have a conversation to see if you'd be a good fit to go through the planning process and what that review entails. But really, the simple way to put it is he's going to make sure that you're ready to get to retirement with your financial plan and all the way through it as well. And how you can take advantage of opportunities that certainly are out there right now with the downturn in the market that we've had over the last couple of weeks. How can you position yourself the best going forward? That's all part of the process. So if you want to give Kevin a call, you can do so now. Get that complimentary financial review. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. Stay tuned. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Just a quick sidestep from all the financial talk. And I come up with a random question each week. Less random this week, Kevin. You know, with the social distancing and maybe some more time at home, I think a lot of people, well, although in these days we have Netflix and video games and a whole bunch of other stuff that occupy our time, maybe it's not as much as it would be in other cases. But I know if I was still a kid, we'd be playing a lot of board games as a family right now. And, uh, you know, with just the different social distancing levels going on. I'm curious, do you have a favorite board game? Well, when we're talking about growing up as kids, I had two. So okay. the, the first one was Checkers, which I never, ever once beat my mom at. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody once. who likes <laughs> Checkers. You really I, liked Checkers? Oh, well, it was because my mom always had this, you know, she always had this you know, kind of uh, laugh that would say, you can never beat me, you know? <laughs> And so even when I was older, I was in my 30s, I still, I never beat her once. She was always very good at that game. And just, I tried and tried and tried. And then the other thing that, you know, as kids were growing up, we played a lot of Monopoly. And I could beat yeah. my mom at that here and there. But, um, but yeah, when you're thinking back as kids in the board games, you know, and we're saying, we're you know, social distancing, you know, those things are going to probably come back into play in the families. And I, that, those are good times. I remember those. But my mom, if I could duplicate her laugh right now or do it, it was kind of like, you're never going to beat your mother. I wish she would do that laugh. And I never did. So the words, uh, king me, you're not a fan of. Those those will oh, haunt you in your sleep. She would. She would say, <laughs> king me. And then, you know, she'd set me up so she could jump like four of my men. I don't know how oh, she did goodness. it all the time, you know, when I was, and just she would do that laugh i have some great memories of playing chess with my dad um and we played a few games of checkers but then i was like nah chess is much more fun than checkers so mm. i never i never got really into the checkers side of things but yeah i, th I have the same experience with my dad in chess still i don't think to this day can i beat him in chess. Can, yes yeah, yeah. Now, now that's the one thing i was in a chess club in school of all things and, you know, I could beat my mom at that because she wasn't too familiar ah, with it. So, there you go. So I could, but she didn't want to play that anymore, so that was pretty funny. You, you, so. you claimed supremacy in the, yeah. in the more complex game of yeah. chess, so in a way yeah. that you can feel good about that. I had just as much satsfaction <laughs> saying, checkmate, as she's the king. King me. me. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, there you have it. Uh, favorite board games, checkers. And uh, a little bit of Monopoly action. I think Monopoly is probably on everybody's list. I would yeah, I think so. Yeah. More coming up on today's show. Stay with us. That's getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better. Back to the financial talk coming up. Thanks. 
You deserve great financial advice. You deserve a financial plan that's custom-tailored to your goals. And you deserve confidence about your financial future. If you feel you're missing that level of care from your financial advisor, it's time for a change. Your interests are our priority. Make sure you're getting the most out of your hard-earned wealth. Schedule a visit with our team. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Physics encompasses the entire universe, from quantum particles to supernovas, from spinning electrons to spinning galaxies. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Getting ready to wrap up the week here on Simply Financial. Hope you're well. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray. This is the show that helps you learn the ins and outs of the financial world. If you have any questions for Kevin, don't hesitate to reach out. He's your local financial coach in the Tri-City area. 888-885-PLAN, the number to call to reach him. That's 888-885-7526. All right, Kevin, if uh, you got time here, we got a couple of questions to throw your direction. Jonathan's first up. Jonathan says, I'm 50 and would like to retire before I'm 60. I'm willing to save aggressively to make that happen, but how do I determine how much I need to save each month? Well, that's a pretty good question, Jonathan, and that's what we you know we talk about week in and week out. And guess what, Jonathan? It all starts with you. You have to sit down. You have to you know make the decision to go forward. So if you were to come in my office, I can tell you exactly how we determine this, how much you need to save each month. What we're going to do is we're going to ask you some questions like how much in retirement? So when you're 60 years old, how much income do you think you need on an annual basis? And then let's just say it's $50,000. Well, we need to increase that $50,000 every year by 2 or 3% just to keep up with the cost of inflation. Next thing, how much is your Social Security benefit going to be? How much is that going to make up those income needs you need? At what age are you going to take your Social Security benefit? Are you taking it at 62, 67, 70, or anything in between? Do you have a pension? Is that pension going to make up some of that income needs that we're talking about? And as far as you saving for the next 10 years, how much are you currently saving now? And then when we put this all together, I also need to know how much do you have already has saved for retirement? And what investments do you look at to produce the income that you're going to need for the rest of your life? Guess what, uh, Jonathan? This plan has to be customized just for your own personal situation. Do you have any bucket list items that we're gonna, we're gonna plan for in the first three or four or five years? You know, because a cookie cutter plan probably is gonna do more hurt for you than good. Because here's what I heard from clients from the past. I've got this great big binder, it doesn't make sense to me. I need something simple, easy to understand that I can follow. And this is what my office does every day. And this is what we're passionate about. So I'm gonna put all this information in what we call the simplicity plan. And it's gonna spit out a number, a very specific number. And it's gonna say, based on what you're currently doing, what rate of return do you need to earn on what you've already saved from here to age 60 in order for you not to run out of money between 60 and 90? And we're gonna take in, into consideration all the other income needs, maybe you have rental, the social security, the pensions, all those types of things. Once I know that number, then it will determine how much more we need to save. Maybe, guess what, Jonathan? Maybe you say you are saving enough. We don't know. And that's what I said. It starts with you. You have to pick up the phone. 
You have to sit down with the advisor. And if you don't have an advisor, give me a call and I'd be happy to walk through that situation. And it takes about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. It's not hard, but procrastination, Jonathan, gets in the way of most people sitting down and doing it. And hopefully today with all the pandemic and all the worries and the stock market going up and down, that's not you. So don't procrastinate. Pick up the phone and start that process. The number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Make sure you're on the right track to get to and through retirement with a plan that's going to give you some peace of mind, especially during these uncertain times. Best way to uh, kind of solve some of those problems is to get a plan in place. That's going to answer a lot of the remaining questions that you have about do you have a good retirement plan laid out? Kevin can help map that out for you. All you have to do is call 888 888- 885 plan. Kevin's going to look through all the different layers and levels of your financial plan and look at how you can best position yourself going forward. But it starts with a phone call. It starts with your action by calling today. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 to get in touch. If you get the voicemail, leave a message. Kevin will return your call and be able to set up that time to chat. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. Kevin, that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. Thank you so much for walking us through this guidance. I hope you stay healthy and safe. We'll talk again next week. I am hoping everybody stays safe, Walter. It's fun as usual. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Storholt. One more time, your number to call if you need any help when it comes to your financial and retirement plan. Don't hesitate to reach out to Kevin. 888-885-PLAN. You're listening to Simply Financial. We'll talk to you again, same time, same place, next week. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.